What it do, golf fans? Welcome back to the Turn Dogs Golf Podcast. We are coming off of a elite, elite week of the President's Cup. Jack, what did you think? Should be playing the Star Spangled Banner right now, but I'm pretty sure it's copyrighted. So I'm not going to go ahead and do that. But that was smack. That was elite. That was everything we expected, everything we wanted. That was awesome. It was, um, I think we thought it was going to be a blowout after the first two days. That Saturday kind of came around. Next thing you know, internationals won 5-3. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting here shivering, rooting for the Americans. I mean, we're still a four, but it, it all of a sudden went from probably not watching all that much of it on Sunday to having one screen for football, one screen for, for President's Cup and being able to really kind of keep an eye on both of them because it was close enough to matter. Yeah. So here's here's what happened to me. I was watching that. Um, I was also golfing a bunch during the time. So I was watching back and forth while I was in the cart. Um when they won those Saturday morning matches, they won three, I think. I was like, oh, my goodness. Here comes Miracle Medina Part 2. USA is going to give it up. But everybody held their own. I was happy. And you should first. Your first TV should be dedicated to President's Cup. And the second TV should be football. Yeah, I mean, I had to kind of I had to kind of adjust around and, and, and make it work. Sometimes I, I'd, I'd go to two different football games or I'd go to – you know, I'd go to President's Cup and something else. It just depended on how the breakdown went. Because unfortunately, NBC wanted to go to commercial, especially on Sunday, about every 30 seconds. They really wanted to melt yeah. all those advertisements. And I, and I get it, but the golf fan in me was pissed. Oh, they, yeah. They're, they're, they're a little less playthrough, in my opinion. That's a that's a real they're big awful for me. All right. Well, we'll get to my part later because I don't want to I don't want to overshadow you, Jack. But how did you do this week? Was there anybody that stood out for you? Was there anybody that you wanted to pick but didn't pick? Okay, so first off, before I even get into this, there is an unnecessary slander against Scotty Scheffler right now. Everybody's saying he had the worst President's Cup performance. They gave him F minus and all this. Yeah, he didn't do what he was supposed to do. But if you take a look in, I think it was the Saturday match with him and Sam Burns where they lost, there were 18 birdies and two. Think about that. Between the two teams, 18 birdies and two eagles. That dude played well. He didn't win, of course, but he did everything he was supposed to do. Unfortunately, it's golf. It plays like that. Um, But going, you know, back to it, I am not going to try and overshadow the week you had. (laughs) <laughs> um, in terms of DraftKings lineup, I talked about the boomer bust factor that it happened. Um, Fino and Cantlay, everything looked really good. M looked really good. Then Morikawa didn't do anything. Davis, which I think played um, four matches, five matches, I think, which was crazy, did really nothing. Cam Young didn't go through. So it looked good, didn't fall through. Um, how it did your lineup? do yeah i um i kind of crushed it uh yep. if you use my lineup you're welcome uh i had five out of the six guys that you want that that basically the winners had in their lineup uh if you look at my lineup so i had i had justin thomas max homa sung jm jordan spieth adam scott and tom kim five out of those six guys played all five rounds the only guy that took off a round was Homa. Uh, and even then, he still played four, and he finished 4-0. Max, Max Homa played elite, and 
honestly, my, my lineup was great. I had Justin Thomas as my captain. He scored the second most possible points as a captain, only behind his partner for the four, four matches, Jordan Spieth, who scored the most points of anybody on DraftKings. I had him as well. Um, I had Tom Kim, who was the best international player in terms of points scored. And I also had Max Homa, who was third most points scored possible. So I had top three guys in terms of points scored. I had the best international player. And my worst guy was Adam Scott, and he played five times. Yeah, can't beat it. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of one of those things where I, I went into last week saying in my DraftKings lineup, I said, guys, I'm going to pick people that are going to play hopefully every round. And they played every round. I mean, if you looked at my lineup at the end of the day, Thursday, or like ha- halfway through Friday, you're like, you're like, Liam's screwed. I'm not even cashing. I'm not even yeah, cashing. I was right killing double ups. Yeah. By Friday morning, you were beating me and I was not winning money in double ups, but I knew I had to stay steady. I had all of my guys continuing to play. I just knew that eventually my guys were going to win matchups. Sure enough, it did. I scored over 700 points. I mean, it's, I think the only improvement that you could have had is if you put Siwoo Kim in instead of Adam Scott. That's the only thing that I think could have helped you. Yes. And then I think technically I could have gotten like an extra point for somebody else instead of Sungjae. But even then, Sungjae played all the matches. So I don't know what difference that really makes. Uh, but yeah, Adam Scott for Siwoo Kim was the only real only real change I missed. And again, I, I swapped out a guy that did a little bit better in terms of points for a guy that played five times. Yeah. I mean, if I'm going back and, and looking at that again, you're not changing. I, it. Yeah. I'm not making that change at, ever. So, all right, Jack, let's, let's talk about our fist pumping international sensation, Tom Kim. Okay. So if you've been listening, you know that we've been fans of him. We've been following him. He, the last like two months of the whole tournament was like one of our favorite players to watch. I texted Liam and I go, Tom Kim might be in my top 15 favorite golfers now. It was, it was great seeing him play. I, I could not tell you, even though I was rooting for the Americans and I had all my bets on the Americans, I still wanted to see Tom Kim go five and oh, I mean, I wanted the Americans to win, but Tom Kim to still, to still do well, just because he was so fun to watch. And I feel like he get him and Homa made the most interest i think in, of the entire weekend in terms of high energy and like pumping up the team and the crowd i thought it was great so the fact that they also played a singles match on sunday perfect finishing in my opinion and it oh, finished on sure. 18 right yeah i think it finished on 18 i can't remember because um my eyes were tuned into the xander shoffley match most of the time ah, ah that's fair it's fair. All right. Well, again, I think Tom, Tom Kim is 20 years old. He cannot legally drink, and he is probably going to lead the international team in the President's Cup for the next 10, at least seven President's Cups. So it's fine. He's just casually going to lead them. Not a bad weekend. <laughs> yes. All right, Jack. In terms of Homa, do we think he would have normally made the team if the guys didn't go to live? Because I've seen some some rumors and some rumor mills going on around there where, like, if DJ and Brooks and Taylor Gooch, I even saw some people root for uh, that should have made the team, which, like, I guess. Um, but people were saying that Homa would not have had his spot if those guys didn't defect no. to live. That's bullcrap. First of all, Homa would have gotten in. He's won a couple times, mm-hmm. performed in all the tournaments. He's been as solid as a rock. 
Dustin yeah. Johnson, I agree, probably would have got a spot. Uh, Kevin Kisner's out. Or, yeah, um, or Billy. I think Kev- Kisner first and then probably yeah. Billy. Captain think- America, Patrick yep. Reed. Again, I never root for him until he has the USA shirt on. No, are you kidding me? No, no, no. You're not a golf fan. Bryson DeChambeau and Patrick Reed. If they're wearing a USA cap or a USA shirt, I will be the biggest fan of them. How do we know they'd make the team even though? Like, Yeah, that's the problem though. Dustin Johnson would have made it. Yeah, so Dustin makes it. He takes Kisner. Bryson, I don't know because he was like two for five on cuts or something crazy. Patrick Reed would go like 20th and then 100th, 20th and 100th. So I don't know. He's playing great right now, though. Um, Taylor Gooch won one tournament and then kind of just hovered around cut lines. Yep. I don't know. I genuinely don't know. But to say Homo wouldn't have got in, that's just crazy. No, I, I agree. And I just needed you to say that for my sanity because I felt like I was on an island out here all alone being like, there's no chance Homa doesn't make this feet like doesn't make this grouping at all. Like, yeah, he was just too good. Um, so, all right. I'm glad about that. Worst things worst is, is DJ probably replaces kids. And then if you want to put a, uh, a rumor for anybody else to go in there, it's they're probably replacing Horschel. And you'll have to include captain America. I mean, it's in his name, Patrick Reed, regardless of how you feel about him, you watch him in Ryder president's cup. That dude's elite. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. But even then that's fine. He's still making the team. So, all right, let's, let, let's get back into this. How did you do on bets this week? Yeah, so obviously we went two for two. I put a criminal amount of money on USA to win and day one leader in USA. Um, So regardless of how the odds turned out, because of the amount that we dropped, I'm just going to call myself even going into next week in terms of over-under. There you go. Um, I also went two for two. I had the Americans to win, and then I had Tom Kim being the top international scorer. Uh, He tied with Cam Davis, so technically a dead heat. Um, so with the Americans to win plus the dead heat, I am up three units. So going from negative 1.9 units to positive 1.1. So we are back in the positives on the podcast. Um, yeah. And just to talk about how criminal we bet just for (laughs) reference, Liam put 20 units on America to win. (laughs) That's we're talking some good numbers here. So yeah, I was, uh, I was heavy. I was heavy on the, on the Americans, um again that is not going to be normal but because of the weird betting cycle for the president's cup that was just how it went uh we both picked usas good wins jack there you go go team uh just a little uh a little kicker in there though by the way we did both throw out a number in terms of what we think the score would be at the end of the round touching at the end of the uh the president's cup and um jack had 19 and a half to 10 and a half at plus 1100 which looked fantastic it through, looked great. through Saturday morning. It looked great for a while, even sometimes in, on Sunday after all the during all the singles matches. Uh, I predicted 17 and a half to 12 and a half at plus 800. So uh, I should have bet it. And theoretically, I mean, what it could have should have, but like big win. Imagine like, putting 20 unis on that oh, one. Shit. Uh, that was a, that was a wild pick for that number. Imagine that's my wild pick instead of Justin Thomas being the top American or Sanjay being top international. So I almost had JT being the top American. Uh, again, he only lost out to his partner in crime, Jordan Spieth, who evidently is just an absolute 
god when it comes to match like match play and and playing in these group style tournaments but now are we ready to jump on the spieth 2015 16 hype train again is he coming back imagine i mean let's hope he was I mean, dangerous dude i was watching him i go i haven't seen him obviously we saw mistakes but i was like yeah. i haven't seen him play like this or get that emotion i think he's back and i'm ready to bandwagon it hard there was a lot of discussion uh, this weekend on how Scotty after the Ryder Cup came back with this newfound confidence, goes on, wins the Masters, starts winning big tournaments again. I'm curious to see how that relays onto this team. Um, could could Spieth come back in and now all of a sudden just be dominant again because of how he played? Could Homa come out and really contend and potentially win a major? Is Sung Jay going to have that newfound confidence now that he's he's tried to lead a team? There's a lot of little things like that. Um, yeah, 100% agree. I think these are one of the tournaments that obviously it's not traditional. Yes. You get so much pride in your nation and pride for the people, and you're playing for something more than yourself and a paycheck. Yeah. So it's so cool to watch. Um, I'll jump right into it because I know we're getting right into the swing of Sanderson here. Uh, we both had Justin Thomas being top scorer. I had overall, you had American. That was a loss by like 0.5. Yep. Um, I put my day one correct score as USA three and a half to one and a half. It was four to one only because Tony Finau made like one of the clutchest putts of the day on 18, mm -hmm. which kind of made me upset, but I was also <laughs> kind of fist bumping in the air at the same time. So it was very confusing. Yes. Um, and then I know you had Sung JM top international score. If you're going to lose, you're going to lose like that to Tom Kim. You have to. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with it because Tom Kim ended up being the, the top guy and it worked out for my normal bets anyways. Yeah, which is what so. you had originally and everything, and now you moved him into a bet. <laughs> Life is good. Final thoughts and takeaways before we jump right into the swing of things. Um, You know what? If you want to if you wanna really start getting wild and thinking ahead – USA is minus 190 for the Ryder Cup in Italy in 2023. So before anybody else starts making the move to live, if you think anybody else is going, go bet it now and just start thinking about it. Um, I am not going to have my money tied up in USA at minus 190 for the next for year. year. Needless to say, I'm, I'm not doing it. But if you got cash just sitting around and you're really bored, uh, that is one way to do it. So that, I mean, that's really my thought. I think it was a, I think it was an impressive showing from the international side, all things considered. Uh, they really didn't get a lot of chance. Nobody really wanted to give them a, a shot and not that they won, but they were projected to lose by six and a half on some and they covered the spread and they covered the spread. So if you're sitting there and you're looking at the team or you're looking at Trevor Immelman, it was, it was a respectable showing. I mean, that's that's yeah. my thoughts. Yeah, 100% agree. It was awesome on both sides. Um, I think Sunday singles needs to be um, three days. I love singles matches, <laughs> especially when everybody's pride. You're going one-on-one -on -one against a guy. Alternate shot is great, but you get a guy that hits a 300-yard drive and then a shank to the other guys to play it. I get there's the pride there, um, but I just want to see singles. I love singles, but that was awesome. USA won, got us a ton of dough. Bets are good. We're ready to carry this over. We're getting back into it. Sanderson Farms Championship. I need to carry this over because that was 100% a top five week in terms of overall 
uh, betting and, and, and DraftKings and things like that for me. So I want to carry that over into this week into Sanderson Farms. We're going to the Country Club of Jackson. Uh, this is a par 72 totaling 7,460 yards. Last year's winner was Sam Burns. Uh, this course doesn't really have a good, like a, a great metric or a specific metric that provides a winner. I mean, your last five winners, Ryan Armour, Cam Champ, Sebastian Munoz, Sergio Garcia, and Sam Burns. If you can find one common thing between those five guys that they all do at an elite level, feel free to let me know because they're all fairly different golfers. Um, often known as a putting contest, Sanderson Farms is a course where you need approach and putting. Yes, Jack. Yeah, I just want to put out really quick, Sebastian Munoz did withdraw prior to um, the recording of this, so make sure you just him in there like I did. Yeah, he withdrew about 4 o'clock today. Um, so get some good riding of your lineups and your bets. Not Not a ton of information today. This is kind of a kind of a standard course not a lot of fairways are hitting around here so just play safe and try and find somebody with a good approach and good putting that's the model i'm going for wow you know what speaking of good putting i don't see our stock guy that we talked about with short game in this little spoiler uh correct because he doesn't have the best approach Mm. Mm. interesting stay tuned all right um so are we are we swinging right into this? We're going right into the 10K range? Listen, I texted you before. I'm confident this week. And okay. I'm not just saying that so people tune I am confident this week. President's Cup was a bankroll builder for both of us. You put 20 in. I put a disgusting amount in. You know, <laughs> we're getting our money back. DFS, you killed it. I think we're going to carry this momentum right in and get back into the swing of every week golf now. So let's start it. We're here for it. All right, let's uh let's start at the let's 10? just start up top at 10k. We'll we'll do these four guys. We got Russell Henley at 10-1, JT Poston 10-2, Sahith Tagala at 10-4, and Sam Burns at 10-7. What do you got, so, Jack? First off, 50-50 on Sam Burns. And let me tell you why. Okay. Right now, the first only tournament we've had in 2022-2023 season, Max Homo is a repeat champion. Yep. Now it's Sam Burns coming for repeat champion. 50-50, he's going to be hungover until <laughs> Saturday celebrating. Or 50-50, he's going to take the momentum of a career performance, spotlight, USA win, pride up to the wazoo, and go in and carry it over and just dominate. 50-50. So this is what I wrote on Sam Burns. Elite approach and a great putter. He was fourth last, uh, he was fourth, uh, last year hoping to avoid the celebration hangover that is the President's Cup. That was my word-for-word word definition on what to, what to do for Sam Burns. But I, I have a challenge with this range, Jack. So Sam Burns of 10-7. Put Fine. him there. That's great. Leave him there. That makes complete sense. Between Sahith Nagala at 10-4 and basically the bottom of the 9K range – maybe minus one guy you could rotate this entire range and and i wouldn't fl- bad night i i would not panic so i'll just say it like davis riley's nine thousand. if you had davis riley at 10 2 in this grouping i wouldn't really flinch it yeah. wouldn't change much for me 
this is one of the most evenly spread out actual, like we're not talking about like, Oh, Dustin Johnson is nine, six. What a steal right now. Like right now, this is like a coin flip in terms of price points. So you could really make a hundred lineups here and I wouldn't be able to disprove you either way. I think that's the why I like Sam Burns is because he's $300 more than that next guy. But in reality, I mean, we are talking a monstrous gap in, in terms of what I would have continued as play style between Sam Burns and these next 10 guys. Yeah. So I think it just makes so much sense to put Burns in your lineup. I think the Gallo be good. He's played, he's played well here last year. You don't like him? He's going to be great. All right. I'm all ears if you like him, Jack. Yeah. He's going to be great. Let's just say uh, every category going forward that is after after we talk about lineups, Sahith Thagala will be mentioned. Fair. He's going to be great. In terms of uh, JT Poston, do you have any thoughts on him or Russell Henley? Yeah. Well, first off, Russell Henley, I think we mentioned him every week as the cut master last year. Model of consistency. Um, I think going forward having a bunch of weeks off i think it's almost a month and a half now i'm not ready to pull the trigger um with that being said you can say the same thing about jt poston after i think it was the travelers he got his first win at the john deere and then was model of consistency minus the open internationally um going forward so i think any of these are really a go-to the safe pick in my mind the safe pick is burns but I think that you can't go wrong either one, but I like a lot. Yeah. You like, you like the gala. I like burns, but in all reality, I, I, I think it's just your choice. If you can get up to burns, do it. Otherwise the gala is a good starting. Point. Yeah. Great. Great point. If you can, if you can make your lineup starting with, you know, we'll call it just for you, you know, burns and you can formulate a lineup with a minute. That's what you should do. But if you can't afford $300 or Sahith or Poston or Henley is not going to be a bad option. Yes. All right, let's do it. Uh, right into the 9K range. Yeah. Should I just talk about my guy, Taylor Montgomery? Yeah, go for it. Listen, we've all talked about how much I'm a golf nerd here. Here we go. Did you watch him last week? Did you see his Sunday 64? That dude looked on another world, has the experience book. He's cheap. And if you look in future bets, which I'm pretty sure we both have, I didn't take a look. His odds are fantastic. Um, everything looks really good for him. I like him a ton this week, but I also, also really love Emiliano Grio. Okay. I think he's a sneaky pick this year. Um, if you take a look, minus the open from the John Deere on, his worst finish was 31st. Model of consistency, like you said, look for a guy with a good approach. Yep. Tita Green is just really, really solid. That's fair. Um, I'm I, all right. So I, I don't dislike Taylor Montgomery. He was the best rookie by a mile last week. Um, I think he's going to do good. It's a little scary that he is already the what seventh highest price guy in the field. And it's technically his second PGA tour event of the year. I mean, that's a little, it's a little heavy underneath him is Scott Stallings who only finished the second half of last season on an absolute tear and made it all the way to the tour championship. Now, mm-hmm. yes, did he finish like dead last in the tour championship? Cause he probably shit his pants all over the place. Cause he was playing against the top 27 best guys on the tour. <laughs> yes. But like, as would anybody else in that situation. So I don't really put that on Scott Stallings, but he's, he's been playing great. 
So I think Scott Stallings is is an elite person to pick, and at 9,500, I think he could easily be the second or third highest price guy in the whole thing, and I would still do it. Um, Jack, is this guy you were talking about, Bez? Christian, yeah, Christian yeah. Is waiting absolutely. Here. I think perfectly good week at the President's Cup. It's hard for anybody outside of Tom Kim to shine on the international team just based on the nature of things. But you talk about a guy with as good of a putter as possible. Uh, I favor him every week, but I honestly don't have him in any of my lineups. I think this is one of those things that this is going to be the one week everyone fades on him just based on International President's Cup. But you could also, on the other hand, say everybody they saw a familiar name and they're going to overload him in lineups. So you could take it 50-50 whether you're going to be you know, contrarian and not pick him or 50-50 and put him in your lineup and everyone else is fading him. Uh, as, as we all know, if you listen to our podcast enough, uh, Christian Bisweetenhoot is an elite putter. Um, he is a atrocious approach game player in, in comparison to his putting at least. Um, so that is why he does not fit into my models. Again, he will probably make the cut. He won't do anything too snazzy. Uh, yeah. And if you also, if I mentioned, you know, much like what Liam just said, I mentioned Bizaden Hoda, I think is the technical name for him, about 85% of the rounds he plays in. So if I'm not putting him in lineups this week, which I probably could, I probably will, um, might be worth a fade. I'm not sure yet. Yeah. Last guy I'll mention, Davis Riley. This is technically a hometown course for him. Uh, the, the biggest challenge with Davis Riley is that he just has not looked good or comfortable for that. I'm like Wyndham on a golf course in the last two and a half months. Uh, maybe, maybe longer. Um, he missed the cut last week, so I'm gonna hold off on him until I see something. I mean, if you want to get real adventurous here. And you're trying to win win big money. Davis Riley could be a guy to take because I don't think he's going to be very highly owned. Uh, but that is not something I'm I'm generally trying to to risk myself at. I'll I'll, I'll be different somewhere else. Yeah, hundred percent. And uh, you know, much like Denny McCurd in terms of you know overall price to win it all. So to see him at this price point as well could be a steal on future lineups if you're looking at you know kind of a steal area. Yeah, that's true. And then Munoz is out, so don't throw him in. All right. Uh, 8K range. Let's get down into it. We got uh, 8K is Wyndham Clark, and then 8,900 is Seb Straka. So here's the thing with Seb Straka that always confuses me, because he'll have three weeks where he's top 10 and three weeks where he's in dead last. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know what to say about that. Um, You and I both like Thomas Detry this week, or Detry. Um, He's played actually really, really good. Um, take a look at his BMW championship um, on the world tour fifth. If you watch that, he had superb three round match, obviously with the queen passing rest in peace. Um, They did not play a full four rounds. And then Fortinet just solid 69, 70, 71, 69 played fantastic. I like him a lot. Taylor Moore is a sneaky pick here at 85 after what he's done, but I like Harris English. Like you mentioned earlier, was on the Ryder Cup team, had some injuries, some stuff going on, wasn't playing his best golf. He looks spectacular Sunday, 66. I'm riding the wave at him at a cheap 8,600 this week. Yeah, Jack and I like a lot of the same guys in this range. As, as Jack said, Thomas Dietrich has actually played on three different tours in his last three events. So it was Corn Ferry Tour, Euro Tour, and PGA Tour. Uh, 
so he's he's been doing well in all of them he's made his last four cuts and he's been top 40 each of them harris english again he looked good last week i know there was that injury concern for a lot of last year where mm-hmm. we kind of stayed away from him but in all honesty if he's fully healthy he's not at 8600 usually he'll be up there at 9800 probably just below mccarthy i mean maybe right around taylor montgomery range point being is he's about a thousand dollars cheaper than he would be if he was fully healthy uh taylor moore again doing really well consistency wise so he's a good choice uh, Trey Mullinax, he he's played great here in the past. He's got a couple of uh, top ten finishes here. He's he's risky, um, but I think he could play well here. And again, long ball hitter, chicks dig the long ball. Wyndham Clark is always kind of one that's got a good option, and Chris Kirk's right here for the long ball as well. Ton, I'm not gonna fight you on that one. That's this is a solid 8K range. Probably one of the more solid ones we'll find going forward. I, I think there's landmines in here for sure. Um, I think Hadwin's a landmine. I think Seamus Power's a landmine. Molinax. I think Molinax could be a landmine. And then I don't know about Gary Woodland because, again, he's he could be 15th or Yeah, I mean, goes out and wins the U.S. Open at Pebble, rides the wave, crashes, finds a surfboard, comes back. It's, I don't know what to do with him. <laughs> so he's, he's a little all over the place. You can say the same thing about the guy starting at 7-9, by the way, as well. We'll kick us off. All right. Uh, so at seven nine, you got Brendan Steele, and then at seven thousand, you've got uh, you got half dozen names, including Hayden Buckley. So we'll get we'll get down there at some point. Uh, seven nine though, we are starting with Brendan Steele. He is the captain of Team No Putt. I mean, if you wanna if you wanna pray to gosh that this is going to be a, an interesting course that does not require putting which by the way this is usually a course that gets to like minus 20 in terms of the the winner um so putting will be important then brendan steals your guy but because of that he's not my guy um justin Suh is a great choice in my opinion he he played gr- good last week he just missed on putting a little bit but his approach play was great he was good off the tee he was good in everything except for putting. So as long as he doesn't absolutely atrociously miss on the putting, he'll do better this week. And I expect him to do better. Uh, Justin Lauer, he's kind of a consistency guy. He's got he's got good uh, good metrics on this course. And then his nickname is often Benny on, but he's Byung Hyun Um, what? Byung Hyun on. Young Hanan. Yeah, I just can't say his name that well. I'm I'm trying to make sure I say his name right. Um, he was second at the Fortnite and strokes gained off the tee. He played really well there. He again, he's also one of the rookies. So no, he's not a rookie. Well, he's not he he's a not PGA a rookie, tournament. but he came, but he came from the Corn Ferry Tour. Sorry, right? He was he, yeah. he did well. He lost his card tour. and came back. Yeah. Thank you. I apologize. That was a that was a wordage nerd making yeah i know i was i sat there right at the rest i don't know he's not actually a rookie but he came from the court fairy uh so i like benny on i think he could do well continue kind of the wave uh i like mark hubbard he's fourth in strokes gained approach and he was fifth in greens regulation uh at the fortnet so he's a great choice down here again kind of steady probably not gonna win probably not gonna you know tank you too hard at the bottom of your lineup what Oh, I like it. I was I was thinking the same thing. 
Uh, Davis Thompson is a wild card. Uh, he played really well last week, but outside of that, he's been kind of a, li- a little iffy. Um, he's definitely risk reward, but if he continues his streak, he could finish top 15 this week. Um, again, just hard for me to get in the lineup though, because of that risk. All right. I just, yeah. I, I just ran through a lot of names. I was going to say every note I had on everybody you hit, except for one guy. The one guy I want to talk about, his name is Will Gordon. Ah, yes. He has been superbly consistent in the corn Ferry tour top 40 last week. Um, I'm not saying he's going to go out there and win this week, but to go out there, he was 36th in total strokes gain, um, 43rd tee to green, and 15th off the uh, strokes gain off the tee this year so far, which is obviously one event. Um, but comparatively, those stats are pretty good. That's a guy that's probably going to make a cut. All right, Jack. And last but, la- last but not least, let's get into this 6K range. Is there any name that sticks off in the 6K range? Yeah, so listen, let's be honest here, especially at, again, for lack of a better term, a lower ended field. These guys are 98% in the fade category. Yep. Right off the bat, Joel Damon, a lot of experience coming in, um, obviously lost his card, but he's playing spectacular. I like him this week in terms of maybe a filler at the end. Um, Patton Kazire, another guy like that. Um, not a ton of guys that I'm, loving but lucas glover maybe he has two top tens third in the fedex um st jude tournament their championship not the overall um so that's maybe a guy that you could do filler but i'm not seeing a guy that i'm like oh you need to put him in your lineup now so i got a few names that could work on the bottom of lineups uh the first name i'll mention is chesson hadley Uh, if you come up with the top four guys in terms of combined, like when you combine approach and putting, there are the top four guys are Sam Burns, JT Poston, Mark Hubbard, and Chesson Hadley. Those are I make a full lineup out of those names. You could make a full lineup out of those names. Now, again, I wouldn't necessarily recommend using that to start your lineup. Um, maybe having one or two of those guys is in there is good, but I wouldn't fully rely on that metric, just hundred percent. Um, another guy that we always seem to like down here at this range, Austin Smotherman. Mm-hmm. He's usually good about making a cut and finishing somewhere between 20th and 48th or 50th maybe. So, so he's definitely a good choice. Um, final guy I will mention is at 6,500 and he is a dark horse. Um, it is, uh, Harrison Endicott out of Australia. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is not the pretty superb putter. Yeah. Superb putter. He finished 12th of the Fortnite last week. Um, and then prior to that, he was all along the corn ferry tour, T18, T55, T5, 9th. 18th 44th 47th so there's options for him in there again if he can finish t12 with the fortnet last week this is not like an or not last week but two weeks ago you guys know what i mean um but if he can finish t12 with the fortnet i mean this is not some exponentially more difficult field than the fortnet so there's a hundred percent of chance and that's 6500 good at the bottom of the line roster fill it yeah absolutely and the only other guy that i will mention i i had him briefly in a winner spot before i came to my senses his name is matthias schmidt 
And this is what I like to call the recency bias effect. So after reading his name and I put him in there as the, the secondary, what we call. So for people that know, we do two winner's picks, one who we think is going to win, and then maybe a sleeper pick. So I watched him and I looked back. He finished eighth at the Barbasol and he finished na- or ninth at the Nationwide Children's Hospital Championship at the Corn Ferry. So I started to recognize his name and that's where it came from. But 6,900, again, he's not going to win probably, but he's a good roster fill. Uh, I'm going to write that down just so we can come back and see if he did well next week. If he wins and I had him as that stupid sleeper pick, I might cry. Can, can, we, can we do Matthias Schmidt versus uh, Harrison Endicott? <laughs> Done. Let's go side bet. <laughs> a little side bet. All right, bet. That's uh, awesome. All right, Matthias Schmidt and, Her- and Harrison Endicott. Well, I do uh, this, yeah. do you want to go through and work on uh, your lineup? Yeah, so I'll just start off on DraftKings how we normally do. This week, I feel pretty good about this one. I went really, really safe because last week I did boom or bust. So DraftKings, I'm going very safe this week. Uh, 9-6 starting off with Taylor Montgomery. Then 9-2 is Emiliano Grillo. Then at 8-5, I went Taylor Moore. Kind of a reach, but I think top 40 is a guarantee there. Um, Adam Svensson, 74 young Han on 74 and then Brandon Todd 76. I like top 10 at the Fortnite last week. Um, two 71s, two 68s model of consistency. He's making a cut. I think six for six on cuts here. Yeah. Brandon Todd, Brandon Todd was a good choice. I just couldn't get him in the, into any of these lineups with all mm-hmm. these good guys. at 7,400 in my mind. I just, it just didn't make sense for me to go up to get them, but I see why you did it. Um, for DraftKings, I went all the way up to Sam Burns. I started with Sam Burns at 10, seven. I have Scott Stallings at 9-5. I have Taylor Moore at 8-5. I have Benny Hahn at 7-4. I have Mark Hubbard at 7-4. And I have Harrison Endicott at 6-5. Well, we shall see. We shall see. Come on, Harrison. Let's get it. That's awesome. And then I'll jump right into FanDuel. A little more top-heavy. So, Sahith Gala at 11-6. Did I have enough to go to Sam Burns? The answer is no. Um, but 11-6 there was Sahith, 11-1 Taylor Montgomery. Um, then I went to Byung Hanan, 9-7, super overpriced. Harris English, 9-9, super overpriced. I went Adam Svensson at 9 and Mark Hubbard. At- All that the overpriced safe lineup. Yeah, we, we have a few different names on uh, FanDuel and DraftKings where we're either both going to do well this week or we're both going to struggle. So I'm hoping for the uh, the prior. Uh, I started my FanDuel lineup with Sam Burns at 12,000. Uh, I have Taylor Montgomery at 11,100. I have Scott Stallings at 10,900. Uh, I have Benny Hahn at 9,700. I have Mark Hubbard at 8,600. And I have Austin Smotherman at 7,700. So basically so. we're both making money or neither of us are making money. <laughs> yes, we are We are very much getting into the same lineup uh, in terms of having three or four carryover names. And that will be a lot more common this week. Um, there's really not as much firepower, I think, that people will get to. So you're going to see that when you, when you enter in your lineups. There's going to be a lot yeah. of people with similar lineups. 100% agree. All right. Ready for bets? Yeah, because I kind of broke my rule. Uh Uh-oh, how many bets we got this week? I had six because I couldn't eliminate. And 
for anybody that locked in bets um, earlier, they always come out on Monday. I locked in my bets before Sebastian Munoz withdrew. So you're going to see odds that are a lot worse than what I have potentially going forward. But I had six bets. I couldn't shake one. Couldn't shake one. Fair. So I'm going to start with my top 40s. So Taylor Montgomery, top 40, minus 145. I think more than likely he'll sneak even into a top 20. But for those odds, I'm looking for odds. Minus 145 is a lock. I think it's almost at 175 right now, last time I checked. Yeah. Um, Byung-Hun on top 40 plus 125 is what I locked it in. He, former PGA Tour guy, played fantastic. I'm riding the bandwagon. Harris English top 40 minus 120. Those are great odds for a PGA Tour player that's been consistent for a couple of years. And Thomas Dietrich top 40 minus 130. I could go top 20 again with him. But for those odds at 40, why would you risk it? Then top 20, I had JT Poston plus 110, model of consistency the last couple months on tour. Yep. And then Sahith Begala, top 20 plus 135. He is going deep this week. I kind of hope you're right, but also the, the guy that has Sam Burns and me would love it if the Gala wouldn't play well because that means that well, because that means that anybody that's got a Thagala line. Somebody quote this. Somebody quote this. No, no, I think he's gonna play well. But if Sahith the Gala plays bad, then my Burns lines up my Burns lineups look so much better. Uh, but again, I think I think the Gala's gonna play well. Uh, I'm sticking to my three bets rule. I did not waver this week. Uh, we do have one common bet between Jack and I. So we're going to be squad riding here a little bit. Um, I have Young Hun on, AKA Benny Han, uh, top 40 at plus 125. Uh, I have Taylor Moore, top 40 at minus 135. And I have Justin Lauer, top 40 at plus 120. So kind of steady picks, nothing going too monumental. But after a good week last week, I don't want to, I don't want to go out here and start getting mental and, and start pushing you know, plus 180s or plus 200s and, and get too far above my skis. Yeah, and this is why we talk about the bets that we have locked in now. I just checked for Byung Han on. He's at plus 110 right now. So we have him locked in both at plus 125. So, you know, odds are probably going to change throughout. So, you know, play as he did. We record this Monday night. So there's three days of play up yeah. in there. Definitely. We going winners or wild picks? Do you want me to go winners picks? Yeah, go winners first. Why not? See the gala. He's right. doing it. Here we All go. Right. Here we go. Who's the guy? Who's it was supposed to be Sebastian Munoz, okay. um, but it's going to be Thomas Dietrich. I like him this week. Uh, riding the bandwagon once again on a one-week wonder. I like it. That's fair. Uh, I I I really like Thomas Dietrich. I almost took him as one of my winners, uh, but at the last minute, I had to change it. Uh, I'm going to start off by saying I want to take Sam Burns for this. I'm not going to because of the fact that I need to save Sam Burns for later down the road. I mean, if I'm with our new rule, if it, with our new rule, if I'm taking Sam Burns in the Sanderson farms, then like, and then all of a sudden I get to the open championship and 30 weeks of Sam Burns to go. Yeah. Like if I get to the open championship and I got to take Matthias Schmidt at the open championship, because I use Sam Burns at the Sanderson, I'm going to be pissed. Uh, So I'm saving Burnsy for, for later. My two winners picks are going to be Scott Stallings and Harris English. So both guys that I think aren't, aren't necessarily on the top of the, uh, the board, but I think they got the gameplay to definitely get it done. Uh, I, I need Harris English to, to be healthy and make sure that he's on top of this game. 
done. Well, while you're at it, why don't you just flow right into your wild card pick since you hit it last week? Yeah, wild card picks kind of carry over. Um, so I had a bet with Justin Lauer at top 40. My wild card pick is Justin Lauer top 20 at plus 330. And then leaning on to- on Jack's Thomas Dietrich winner's pick, I have Thomas Dietrich top 10 at plus 400. Well, let's hope that so, is. If, you're, if your winner's pick hits for Thomas Dietrich, then I'm definitely hitting that plus 400, and that's a good feeling. That's awesome. Um, then I have Sahith Gala, top 10 plus 275. If he doesn't win, um, he's going to get top 10. This guy is on fire. I love it. Momentum. And then Brendan Todd, top – oh, sorry, that's plus 275. And then Brendan Todd, top 20, is plus 330 model of consistency. I think he could sneak out a 17th or 18th place. Yeah, but see, Brennan Todd's tough for me just to gauge on. I know he's consistent at this course. He's just a weird one for me to kind of gauge out in terms of where he's really going to finish with this field. Yeah, and I'm not looking for a fourth or a fifth place here, yeah. 17th, 18th. I'd be super happy with that. I almost went D-Tree too, um, but I, I I was going all our hunt, boom or bust with the winners or nothing. I get it. Yeah, you got a lot of leverage on Sahith Gala, so let's hope for Jack's sake – this week at the Sanderson, that's a Heath the Gala does well. Let's hope for my sake that Sam Burns does well at the Sanderson this week. But that's it for this week. Uh, next week, we're heading to the Shriners. But let's go out there and just win a bunch of money this week. Have a good one, guys. Deuces.